Hey everyone, Spidey Librarian here, and welcome to The Webline, a podcast about Spider-Man and his amazing world. Here we discuss all aspects of our favorite web-slinger in a fun, informal, but informative forum. I am your humble host, the Spidey Librarian, and with me today is my friend and author of the book String Theory for Dummies, Andrew Zimmerman-Jones. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's good to see you. Andrew and I, we go back over 20 years. We went to undergrad together. Uh, we were in the same fraternity. This man could probably tell you stories about me. So, um, But uh, it's it's good to see him. It's good to have him here. And I just I just want to thank you for being here for the second episode. In this week's episode... Andrew and I will be reacting to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which just hit theaters over the weekend. And we're going to give it as thorough a review as we can without revealing any significant spoilers. It'll be a difficult dilemma, as we both really enjoyed the movie immensely, but we've resolved to do a review that everyone can listen to before they go out and see it. Uh, with that in mind, though, I would like to announce a scheduled Across the Spider-Verse spoiler talk stream on the uh, in the evening on Friday, June 16th. That'll be about, about two weeks from now. This will give viewers a chance to see the movie so we can really kind of unleash our reactions to it. It may or may not be an official episode of the podcast, but it will be happening live on my YouTube channel on Friday, June 16th. But before we do a daring dive into our timely topic, it's time to dish on the latest spiderific developments with our knockout news segment, The Bugle News Flash. For our first news item, Tom Holland's future as Spider-Man has been the subject of some discussion this week. Now, this isn't exactly news because people are always asking him, hey, are you going to be in the next Spider-Man movie? Are you going to be in Spider-Man 4? And the reason that they keep asking is because we don't have an official word yet. Well, Tom actually, he doesn't shy away from those questions. He actually does answer them. Um, and he uh, gave kind of a sort of a little update this week. He basically said that he's happy to keep doing the 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 Spider-Man Peter Parker role as long as they can continue to do justice to it and to continue to elevate the material and the films. Now, a lot of people will probably consider that something of a non-answer, but it's also kind of the... It's, it's an answer where he hasn't said no. <laughs> so... Um, you know, it's worth clinging to hope just for that reason alone. I would say, because I watched several different videos of him talking to reporters about that specific issue, is that he, he's definitely still in talks with Marvel Studios. There, there are discussions going on about the upcoming Spider-Man movie that isn't across the Spider-Verse. And, um, you know, all indications are that he is still on board, but there is nothing official. So... But uh, again, Tom Holland and his status as Spider-Man is newsworthy. Media outlets keep asking him about it. So I figured I'd report on that. I don't know. Andrew, have you uh, have you seen any, any of those any of those discussions lately? 
No, I haven't seen those. I mean, I, I certainly hope he does more because I, I do just love him as Spider-Man. I, you know, one of, I mean, I was really happy when they cast him in 2017 because he looked, he looked like a baby, basically, you know, like, and, and Peter Parker is very young when he gets bitten in the comics. So I really was happy about that. And just to watch him take the role as far as he has so far, it's just like, dude, please, I want you, I want to see you doing this like at age 40 so that you can do like Craven's Last Hunt or something like that, you know? So, um, anyways, in other news, for the video games, uh, I know that we saw the gameplay trailer last week for uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, which I am really, really excited about. Andrew, are, have you have you seen any of that? Or do you, do you know about the game? I, I haven't seen the, the new one, though. I, oh, I God. played whatever their last one was we had added i forget on which system okay okay um uh spider-man 2 is going to be available on the place it's going to be a ps5 exclusive so i i don't know if you have a playstation 5 but uh if you want to play it then you're going to need that system so but anyways um th- we keep getting little details about the capabilities in this game and the biggest one that i came away with this week is that apparently you know how like in Marvel's Spider-Man and in Spider-Man Miles Morales, you could level them up. They had skill trees and everything. Uh, one of the innovations that I've seen is, uh, this week is that Peter will have his own skill tree. Miles will have his own skill tree. And then there actually will be a shared skill tree between the two characters. And I, I think that's mm. going to be really cool um because they are going to have similarities but there're also going to be some key differences between them and so i like that the game is going to reflect that so uh looking forward to that game very much i th- they said fall 2023 i'm chomping at the bit for an actual release date though all right um go ahead oh i was going to say have you looked at all at the marvel role playing game that um i think matt forbeck is uh uh, putting out or putting together for um, distribution. It's in, I think, public playtest. Is this the is this the the tabletop one? Tabletop Marvel role playing game. Yeah, I actually so I have looked a little bit into it. I have I, I do have one of the like one of the books that they were selling. I, I definitely got one, um, but I haven't I haven't played a tabletop RPG in longer than I'd care to admit. And uh, so, so I've looked it over, but I haven't really like dived into it. Have you? Yeah, I played right when it first came out. I know they've actually done some serious rebalancing of how they kind of handle classes or whatever with it. But what's interesting is they, um, the way the powers work at the beginning was, was it was kind of a skill tree sort of setup. Okay. And there was like an entire spider power skill tree, but it had a lot of branches. So like you could create a power, a a character who had spider powers and you could kind of choose. Do you want the like miles versions of the spider powers versus some of the Peter versions of the spider powers and stuff like that were all built into the same skill tree. And you had like some, some flexibility there. Um, And then, and then there were other things like super strength and stuff was kind of its own skill tree. So like you would create a character who would have like super strength and spider powers, you know, and, and maybe some other things, you know, and that would be kind of how you built, you handle your build. So that sounds awesome. Like, uh, you know, it, it, it makes it it makes me wonder if anyone at Insomniac was was talking to the developers for this game because that that's a that's a really cool like way to do it and I mean like 
that makes a lot of sense too, especially after seeing across the spider verse and just how many different types of spider people there are. And they're obviously going to have way different power sets and stuff. So that's, that's really cool. And, uh, I don't know. I've really got to, I've really got to look at that. I don't know. I've got to find a group to tabletop RPG with. And I just, I, I haven't put the effort into it lately. I've just been working on this, working on my channel, doing my day job, you know, so it's, it's easy to get to, to, for those kinds of things to fall by the wayside. So across the spider verse is looking at a $120 million opening weekend, according to variety. Um, and they had a $51.7 million opening day on Friday. Now that includes probably about $17 million from Thursday night, which I went to go see it on Thursday night. And I believe you did too. Uh, right, Andrew? Yep. And, uh, oh, I'm, I think it had like, I, I saw one headline and I wasn't able to kind of dive into it, but it, I think it had the third highest um, box office for an opening day of any animated film. And I think it's got the single highest opening day for any film this year, including Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I have seen and which I thought was so good. So, <laughs> all right. Well, and that is all the Spidey news for this week. Tune in next week to hear more. that we are going to move into our reaction and review of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So again, um, this review is going to be without major spoilers, but a few things you may want to keep in mind before we really get started. Now, the first, uh, first point is going to be that spoilers in this context means that anything not featured in the marketing, trailers, uh, TV spots or mentioned by the cast or crew of the film. Like it, if it only appears in the film, then it's a spoiler, and we're going to do our best to avoid that. Uh, second point, um, Andrew and I both agreed this would not be easy, um, as there's a lot to this movie that might be difficult to discuss without spoilers, but we're going to give it our best shot, and so we're going to try not to veer into any major spoilers. But point number three is that we are also human and we may inadvertently spoil elements of the movie without realizing it in real time. So just please keep that in mind. And uh, if we goof, be gentle. <laughs> you know, don't, 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 don't scream at us in the chat too much. So um, we're, we're working without a net or maybe without a web here. You know. As, as it were. Yes, as it were. So, Fourth and final point is that I do reserve the right to edit out any spoilers for the audio version of this podcast, but uh, if we goof on live stream, it stays there to document our human folly and everlasting shame. So I just uh, want to get those things out of the way before we get going. So Andrew, how did you prepare for this podcast knowing that we would be avoiding 
spoilers. So I, I actually talked with my kids a little bit about it, about like, you know, what were your what were your favorite things about it? You know, and, and then kind of tried to, to figure out which things might be safe to talk about, um, because I know a lot were, were in the, the trailers and things. Um, and I was hoping I would have time to actually go back and watch Into the Spider-Verse again, because obviously anything in that, I, I assume, would be fair game. Right. But um, I didn't have time to do that. So, so you know, we, we may uh, we may probably reference some of that, um, you know, when discussing set up stuff that and everything. Oh, but um, yeah, because there's there's definitely some backstory that I did not remember was necessarily established in, in the first one. Um that uh and i don't know if it's stuff they only introduced uh you know in the second one or if it was actually established in the first one so like like there were a couple of things like that that like you know i'm currently talking around because i don't know for sure (laughs) okay that that makes a certain amount of sense and um if i have the ability to make a clarification i will um and uh you know if, if you can mention something obliquely without you know, yeah. then then we'll see what we can do. I'm I'm happy to help wherever I can. So, so in terms of plot, and I I, I do have a summary here. I'm going to try to keep it as 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 vague but as specific as possible. So, um, it's a, it's a fairly reality spanning one. Uh, Miles Morales, having had time to grow into his role as Spider Man. Uh, struggles with balancing his school duties and keeping secrets from his parents while he um, tries to balance all of that with his superhero life. He, Upon receiving a surprise visit from Gwen Stacy, he is pulled into a multiversal adventure where he meets hundreds of alternate reality spider people, including Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, their leader, who maintains the web of life and destiny that connects all of them. As Miles and Miguel butt heads over what it means to be Spider-Man, Miles may have to pit his very existence against the sanctity of the web of life. And hopefully that didn't give away too much. But uh, what did you think of this plot setup? And uh, what would you have, you know, just in terms of what I've said, what would you have added, taken out, or said differently than I just did. And uh, also, how did the execution of the plot work for you? Um, I thought it was good. The thing I'd change about the synopsis is um, I actually felt that Gwen and Miles were co- like pretty equal co-protagonists of this. Um, she definitely gets a lot more emphasis in this one. And, and, and I, would, I would agree it's comparable to Miles's development yeah like if you think kind of like a hero's journey sort of thing like they both are clearly like like on that trajectory like they both in this have like a call to adventure they both have to make decisions they both have to butt you know butt heads you know all all of the all of the stuff that spider-man has to do as as you know is is happening in different ways to both of them at different points and so yeah, and uh, and and again, like I just had a thought, something I wanted to bring up, and I'm like, eh, nope, I think that counts as a spoiler, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring it up. I, I don't know how much self censoring I'm gonna do during this particular episode, but it definitely feels like, you know, I'm gonna have to think twice about everything I'm saying. But you're 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 correct, and I think 
you know, I, I, I think I think it is worth mentioning the, that a significant portion of the plot um, actually does take place in in Gwen's world. And that is I mean, that that's something that I've that I have seen discussed on on other medias as well. Um, but I think that it's it's worth mentioning simply because the emphasis on the amount of development that she gets and and I would say rightfully so. She is um like I I'm 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 happy to say that when the Spider-Verse comic event happened, uh she was introduced just prior to that event and I'm I'm very very proud to say that I I have that comic and I'm I'm very, you know, like I'm I'm excited that she's gotten as much development as she has. But um you know, she's basically as old as the kind of quote unquote Spider-Verse itself. And so it makes a lot of sense to me that she, as someone who is also right around Miles' age, um, maybe a little bit more experienced in the Spider-Person role than he is, but she's still getting, there's still a lot of the same kind of emotional and character developmental beats that they are hitting at similar but slightly different times in the movie. Yeah, um, you know, one one thing I'm interested, uh, so so my general knowledge i've my general knowledge of of uh it's ghost spider is what she she has a few different names i think oh we'll call her spider gwen but yeah Yeah. (laughs) that version of gwen i was instantly fascinated with when i first saw her i have mostly been exposed to her through um the animate the various animated shows Mm -hmm. and then um I have play. I actually have her minifig in the the Marvel uh, role playing game, uh, or oh, not nice. role play uh, miniatures game. Um, w- the name of which, the subtitle of which, I can't remember. Uh, Crisis Protocol, <laughs> the Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, I I do have her fig just just because I think it came with the Miles one, and so when I bought the pack, but also like I just you know I was looking forward to getting that one because I like the color scheme, I like the aesthetic. Um, you know, like I always thought she was really cool. But actually, here's the question I have for you. Sure. Um, because you're much more familiar with the comics than I am. Have they ever, with all the Spider-Verse stuff, and I, I kind of, um, you know, I was also curious about this in the comics. I asked you a little bit. Um, is she the only Gwen Stacy that has ever gotten the spider powers? Like, are there any alternates of her in the comic books that they've established? Or is she like kind of a weird one-off? in the comics. My understanding so far, my my understanding so far is that, um, like she has pretty much been the only version. Now I could be wrong about that. And, um, I haven't, I haven't read the comics as much recently as, as I used to, of course, but she's certainly the one that gets the most focus. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's possible that Marvel could have done like some, some kind of like, you know, some kind of story where, where they feature a variant of her, but I, I'm not familiar with any of them at this time. And I think that it is kind of like, I think for the most part, like the, the, the media seems to mostly focus on her. And so I, 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 I as far as I know, she is the only real like version of herself that has gotten spider powers. So, and I, and I think it's more or less the same with Miles. Now, Miles is a little bit weird because he started out in the Ultimate Universe when that universe's Peter Parker died 
And then when Marvel decided to basically kill off the Ultimate Universe, they kind of merged Miles into the the mainstream comic book universe. And he co- the, That was the Secret Wars storyline? Right? Uh, yes. Yes, it was. Like Doom became God, and yeah, okay. Right. And, and so he kind of exists in the world with Peter Parker, and they kind of know each other, and occasionally they're like protege and mentor and sometimes they pretend they don't know each other i don't think marvel has ever truly made up their mind as to what kind of relationship they want those two to have outside of the spider-man uh comics and graphic novels which if you haven't read those i highly recommend them they're really good but um for the most part um mile that miles is the only miles there is a notable exception though because there is apparently an Earth 616 Prime Miles who, at least in Peter's world before this Miles came along, worked with and for the Kingpin. And those two Miles have met, but that Miles never got spider powers. So, so when they merge the Ultimate and the Prime, it's I, I don't know how that merging happened. I actually read some of Secret Wars, but I didn't read the like conclusion stuff so there are two miles over here it's it's not like this miles and that miles like merged it's it's, there are two of them is that happened to many people or is miles kind of a weird exception miles i think was the lone exception with like one other possible character from the ultimate universe i think it was like ultimate mr fantastic who had become something of a monster by that point right but um but 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 basically i think he was he was like the one character that the editors over at the ultimate imprint were like, no, 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 you have to save him. And I, and I, I think there was enough, enough people who were interested in the character that they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We're going to bring him over. But at the end of the first Spider-Man story, Peter, after meeting miles for the first time, he comes back to his reality and he actually does do like a Google search on miles Morales and finds a miles Morales, but they actually cut it off. Right. When he says, Oh, and that's like where the story ends. So you never find out who who that Miles Morales is until later after he's been brought over into the prime universe. So 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 let's diverge here for a second. Since okay. we can't talk about spoilers about across the Spider-Verse, uh, <laughs> let's pull on this this web a little bit. Um so do you think Miles will ever show up in the live assuming Tom Holland continues as Peter Parker, would you expect to see the not Completely disconnected from the animated ones. Would you expect they have a live action Miles in a future Spider-Man movie or the next oh, Spider-Man? Movie? So, I, I I'm hoping so. I don't know. If, I don't know if you know the hint from. I think it's from the the Homecoming. Oh yeah, no, I I, I know exactly what you're okay. talking about, and I kind of hmm, like there there's there's a thing I want to say, but I'm pretty sure that definitely counts as a spoiler. Um, yeah, I didn't let's, say that. let's just say, let's just say that, you know, we, we definitely got a, you know, we got a wink and a nudge towards the possible existence of a, um, of, of a Miles Morales and, and possibly his existence as Spider-Man in the future. Um, not once, but twice actually. And, and, you know, spoilers for Homecoming and spoilers for No Way Home. 
Um, I don't know if it's a, that one's a spoiler, but it was definitely a nod. Um, but I mean, you know, we we meet uh, Aaron Davis, the Prowler. Well, not the Prowler in um, Homecoming. We just meet him as Aaron Davis, a small time criminal, basically. And uh, and he mentions having the existence of a nephew. And so that definitely sets up the possibility that, ooh, that's Aaron Davis. He has a nephew. It just makes sense to assume that that's Miles. Not a guarantee, of course, because it's not a guarantee until Kevin Feige or whoever, you know, until they make the movies. But, um, you know, in No Way Home, they basically, like, when Andrew Garfield... Uh, you know, is, is making sure that Electro is okay. And Electro says that, you know, Hey, I, I just assume you'd be black and Andrew, Gar you know, mm -hmm. his Peter apologizes and he's like, ah, I mean, you know, there's gotta be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. And, 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 and I mean, just be, you know, I, I was, I was in the theaters, the, the first earliest opportunity I could to see the movie. And just based on the audience reaction alone, like people knew what he was referencing. Mm -hmm. So I hope so. I really want there to be one. And honestly, I think, you know, not that I want Tom Holland to retire at all, but I think if we get to that point where Tom Holland decides to step back from the role, Miles would be like the perfect legacy character to kind of step in as as he's stepping off. So um, anything is possible. I hope so. I don't know for certain, but I hope so. What about you? Well, and, and it was especially like you mentioned, like how long Tom Holland could do it. Definitely when he's older and could take kind of the mentor role as Peter, because I know in the comics, there's one, I, I don't know actually which comic it's from, but I saw it and you may have been the person on Facebook who shared it. There's, there's something where like, I think Peter, uh, it's like a big battle, like an Avengers battle. And basically like Captain America has been taken out and like Peter is essentially realizes like he is the most experienced, like he's the expert, like leader of the group at this point, mm -hmm. because like, you know, he's been doing this since he was like 15, you yeah. know, or maybe younger. And you know, now he's like, what, in his 30s. So he's been doing this for like 20 years and he's surrounded by like everyone is like significantly less experienced than him and he's just like oh i know how to take out the world ending thing and no one else here does and kind of steps into a leadership role and uh you know the mcu obviously peter's role in that is kind of different you know with everyone right. not knowing who he is but um but yeah it would definitely be interesting if over several movies to kind of see him moving into that role where like you know he's got to be the guy who kind of you know, takes on almost the role that Tony had with him, even where they're like butting heads with a younger Spider-Man who thinks he can do everything and, you know, gets himself in over his head, over his, uh, you know, water over his head and everything would be yeah. very interesting. I, 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 I mean, and unfortunately, Peter's, mm, Peter's development as a leader in the comics is so uneven there are some times when he is like, okay, I'm the experienced hero. There's younger or less experienced heroes that I can help. Or he knows when as part of a team to like play his part and make the sacrifice play so that others can advance. And then sometimes you just get in the comics where the, you know, whoever's writing him is a fan of the young bumbling man child, Peter. And so like, you know, I mean, the good thing about the comics is we get all of these arcs. The bad thing about it is we get a lot of unevenness in 
the character's development over the years because of comics elastic timeline. And I think, um, you know, to kind of, to, to kind of bring it back to the movies, like, you know, the nice thing about the movies is while you may not get, you know, the most expansive development on the character, you usually, a, a good writer is going to distill it down and figure out what makes this character work, what makes them work best with what the material that they've got, and then how can they make that translate um, in the best possible way to to this medium. And that's why I really kind of feel like the, the version of Miles that we have gotten so far in the movies... Um, I would I would say that so far he's the best version because the writers have done a magnificent job of just kind of figuring out what makes Miles tick, what makes Miles Miles, how is he different from Peter, and how can we tell a really good story with all of this? And they they they've done a fantastic job so far. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. You know, in the first one, um, you know, I I did not have a ton of experience with miles and I just fell in love with him with how they portrayed him in the, in the across the spider verse. Yeah. Um, no, he's or the into the spider verse movie. Um, I, I liked him in across the spider verse too, but yeah, when we first saw it, you know, I just was like, okay, th- I'm really liking what they're doing with this character. Yeah, no, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, let's, let's move on to um, characters and performances. Um, I've, I basically got a, a, a list of the voice actors and the characters they play. Um, the cast of this movie was nothing short of fantastic, and they did a splendid job of bringing memorable performances to their characters. Um, let's go through the voice cast and talk a little bit about them. And um, if you if you if you need help identifying any of these actors, I, I can probably ring a bell if you don't if you don't know who I'm talking about uh, first. So let's just go ahead and talk first about Shamik Moore as Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Andrew, what did you think? How, 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 do you, how do you think he did with that character? Um, so I don't know what else he's done. I thought, I thought he was great as Miles. I assume that's the same voice actor who did him in the original yes, Into the yes, Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, he just he just does a great job with him. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's just... Like I said, I, I there's just so much... There's so much emotion, you know, whenever you, whenever you need it, like like you know, with Spider Man is always hard because because you by and large have to be playful. Um, you know, you, the first scene we see with Miles, uh, no spoiler. <laughs> um, well, that's but, uh, that's that that actually is not a spoiler. That has been put out. Like that scene was actually put out online. I know which one you're talking about. Oh, the ATM, the ATM yes. reference. Yes. Okay. With the spot. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, so I'll spoil this. There's a person stealing an ATM, and and he just is kind of there. Miles is in there, you know, as he's stealing it, and it basically is like, why do we say ATM machine? Because the M stands for, you know, and it's like it's a very good point. Now I'm gonna like be catching myself every time I do it, but um. You know, he's also just kind of watching the, this this guy try and steal the ATM and, and reacting to it. Um, so there, you get, you know, is, uh, I, 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 this is a spoiler, so I'm not going to say it, but there's definitely a callback to that moment later in the in the film that made me laugh really hard. Mm. So, yeah. And um, but but, you know, with uh, so he gets like, you know, the fun quippiness, you know, and all that stuff. His his interactions with his parents are just phenomenal. Um, you know, I remember the the point where I fell in love with 
the Into the Spider-Verse movie was the part where his dad like came over the the uh the police like like uh loudspeaker at his when he's dropping him off to school to tell him <laughs> that like them and like, like the reaction I mean, it was it was just such an emotional connection to like an animated character you know in in just just such a short period of time um was really well done and i mean you kept getting that through this you and, know and I, and and that actor is uh that actor is Brian Tyree Henry. Um he uh let me see. I I think he was in he was in the Eternals. He was the uh he was the he was Fastos. He was the he was the Hephaestus type. Okay. okay. Um and uh no, he's he's an amazing actor. I think he's also from the show This Is Us, which I haven't seen but I've heard really good things about. Um and he he does a wonderful job as Miles's father just trying to f- he expresses the the annoyance of of parenthood and loving your kid but like being like dude the mystery never ends and, and that kind of frustration which i'm sure as a parent you can identify with you know oh yeah as as a parent of a kid who's graduating and going on to college like like there's a lot of stuff about them like like dealing with miles as like what's going on with his school and is he on track and and you know all that stuff that i was like i've had these conversations with my wife you know yeah yeah so it was, um, it was really good i like that shamik Moore. like he definitely did the whole like he, he does the quippiness fine which apparently is a thing like as spider-man you have to be quippy there the the fans will revolt if you're not quippy enough and and i felt like he brought a good level of that and he also does a really good job of the whole like you know, like he, he definitely has goals and he's not shift, you know, he's not, he's not listless or anything like that. And he's trying really hard to make everything work and he's keeping secrets. And I feel like Shamik Moore does a good job of kind of bringing that kind of pain because he clearly loves his folks and he doesn't want to lie to them, but he kind of feels it's necessary. And, and, and on top of that, he has to keep up on his studies and, and all of that. Like, he does a really good job of playing a, the, the, the kind of harried person that Spider-Man should be. And, and I think he definitely deserves kudos for that. How about Haley Steinfeld as, uh, as, as Spider-Gwen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I looked up who, who did the voices, and that one I recognized immediately, of oh. course, because she's Hawkeye. And, yeah. um <laughs> Uh, I loved her and I loved her in that. Like oh, I loved she was that. so good. She was so good. Um and that like sarcasm, like like her tone. It, it, once I realized it was the same person, it totally made sense. Um yeah, and and I just love what they're doing with Gwen in this. Um and I think she did Gwen in 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 the various uh she's done most of the like audio for Gwen, I think, in in other versions of the the animated movies. Oh, okay. And shows. I didn't know that. Oh, that's really I think, cool. I, think. I, I looked through it. Looked like she'd done some of them. Okay. Um, because I know in those there's like Spider Gwen teams up with like like Squirrel Girl right. and like Iron. Horn. You know, there's a whole bunch, whole bunch of those. Um, you know that are uh, I've seen some on Disney Plus, and like I said, that's kind of where I got got most of them. Some shorts, Miss Marvel, things like that. Um, and uh, and I think she did she did some Spider Gwen or uh, Gwen Stacy audio in that too. Um, so she, she clearly, you know, this isn't, you know, this is something she's done a lot in. Um, yeah. And, this is, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this I, is her role in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I mean, cause I, I, and the reason I'm saying that is cause I seem to recall 
that um, I found that out when Hawkeye came out. I was like, what else has she been in? And then like one of the things I saw was that she did a lot of of the voice acting in the the Marvel animated ones um, for for Gwen. So, um, but that's that's been a while since I got that in there. So I may have gotten. I'm I, I'm not. That's not recently fact checked. So so if I'm wrong about that, then we'll catch that. Oh, uh, it's it's so, fine. My uh my but, my favorite line of hers from Into the Spider Verse, the the previous movie, favorite single line. You don't get to like my hair. <laughs> That was that was such a great line because her hair was all messed up from Miles, like inadvertently, you know, catching it. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, yeah, no, um, she had a really good arc in this film as well. And um, a lot of that arc centers around stuff that has gone on in in her like home dimension. And I don't want to say too much more than that. But there, again, a lot of development, and she rises to the occasion very well. And we'd met, we talked a little bit earlier about how, like, you know, she's hitting a lot of the same emotional beats that Miles is, maybe in slightly different ways or at slightly different times. But I mean, there is, I mean, there, there's a parental issue going on there as well, one that she has to resolve. And uh, and and very clearly struggles to do, and I, I think Haley Steinfeld brings that performance very compellingly to to her uh, to her character. And and I believe there's a thing about her backstory that is revealed in Into the Spider Verse about about like like her kind of um, you know I mean with Spider Man there's there's always the the Uncle Ben or some you know that instigating loss that right. that sets the you know you know Spider Man quintessential hero's journey you know kind of archetype um, and for Gwen it's not obviously the death of of uh, Uncle Ben um, it's a different death which I believe is revealed that that this death happened in Into the Spider Verse right uh, so yes safe. yes yeah so so her Peter died yes. Um, and that that is that is said, you know, in Into the Spider Verse. So that's that's a, that's out of our realm of spoilers. Um, and and you know that that is is dealt and it's dealt with very early on. So do you so, uh, uh, do you, do you know who voiced that Peter Parker? I do not. No, Jack Quaid. Do you know who that oh, is? Oh, from uh, from the Boys, right? Yes, from uh, the Boys yeah. and from Star Trek Lower Decks, which I'm now watching. So. I didn't realize that's who did the lower decks. Yeah, okay. he 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 was he 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 was voicing that dimension's Peter Parker. Okay, and I did and, not know. Yeah, I didn't I didn't find it out until after the fact, and then when I did, I was just like, you know. So, um, but no, I I just I felt I'd throw out a, a nod to him as well because because I'm really liking a lot of the work that I've seen from him. Um, yeah, yeah. Jake no Johnson returns as Peter B. Parker. And uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say I was I, I knew I knew for a while I knew for a while that it wasn't certain that he would be returning so I was really glad to hear when they announced that he would be returning and uh, you know and I mean we see this in the trailers he got a little spider baby with him and and like mm-hmm. it was just I don't know it was just great to see him back. And a little bit more of that development with him and Miles, that relationship that they had. Um, clearly, the, that was the inspiration for him to go back 
to Mary Jane and, and, to, and to have a kid. And so it was really nice to see that character come back. I, I, I kind of feel he didn't get as he didn't get anywhere near as much time in this movie as he did in the previous one. But I'm I'm kind of okay with that because again, I would say Gwen and Miguel probably take up a lot more of that time that would have gone to him. And I'm all right with that. Um what what did what did what did you think of his return? Yeah, I mean like well, kind of like we said, like like there's no shortage of of Peter Parker source material. So so you know, I'm fine that we don't need to know more about Peter's <laughs> life. Yeah. I actually wasn't sure if um I wasn't going to mention either him or the spider baby because I wasn't sure if that that fell outside the realm or not of what we were allowed to talk oh, about. Oh no, he definitely uh, they they showed up in trailers. Okay, I did not remember yeah. the spider baby from the trailers. So oh, yeah, that was she a did. little bit to me but um but uh but yeah um you know he's he's good again he's there in the mentor role like it's not his story he's there to support the people whose story it is and and it, they do a good job with that um and uh yeah and and i mean the actor uh you know he's he's really good with it and everything yeah he, he um, he's he's i was just really like not all of the 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 characters from End of the Spider Verse made it back to this one, um, but with that said, it was just nice because he was definitely one of the main three of the previous movie, so it was nice to see him back. Um, what did you think? And I'm gonna kind of tie two characters and actors into this one um, because I kind of feel I kind of feel like they share the same role in this movie. But we had Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, the Spider-Man 2099, who is the the leader of the Spider Society that Miles discovers when he, you, you know, when uh, when Gwen's visit leads him to, to to the multiverse. And then also Jason Schwartzman as the Spot, because they both kind of fill an antagonist role. And it's actually very hard for me to tell which one is the antagonist and which one is just an obstacle um, because they they both represent different aspects of antagonism to Miles. Um, what did you think of these actors in these roles? Well, I, I so first I'll say, I think the thing that's that's always good with Spider-Man in the movies is I feel like Spider-Man... Well, this may be a more general true statement. Spider-Man has some of the best villains in the movies in particular. Um, when they decided to use the spot, I, like, I like jumped up the first... I was, I was like, that's actually a brilliant move, so... Yeah, and but, but I mean, if you go back, like... And this is, this is me getting into a grander, like, like, Marvel movie thing. Homecoming... Michael Keaton was hands down the best villain in any Marvel movie ever, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and, and my reason for that is because you start the movie from his perspective. You sympathize with him before you see anyone else. Yes. Like before you see Peter Parker, you are, you're like, oh, this guy is getting screwed over by Tony Stark. He's getting screwed over by the system. He has a contract and they're just ripping it out from him. So you have the sympathy sympathy for him so then later on when he you find he's going like over the edge and like you know he's extreme you're already on his side a little bit right you're like i get the it other <laughs> movies have dropped the ball on this a number of times why in civil war you don't start with seeing zemo's family killed and then you like like 
and then you're connected to Zemo. Instead, you find out, spoiler alert for Civil War, I guess. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, uh, instead, it's like halfway through the movie before you find out like what caused him to like begin like blowing people up. And it's just like, he could have been such a sympathetic character. If you had just flipped that same thing with Thanos, like, like, you know, now Grant Thanos was built over, over many episodes, many right. things. Yes, so like, you know, he was a big bad already, but still it was like, they get, even when they give people this kind of sympathetic backstory, like homecoming was one of the only ones where they actually let you emotionally connect to the villain first. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, even like that scene where um, Michael Keaton is with Peter in like before going to prom or homecoming. And he basically is like, like, listen, you know, we just don't, you know, he's like giving him an out. Like, and, that, that and was, I mean, and, and that was a brilliant scene, too. It was a brilliant scene. Like, he's like, listen, I'm not a bad guy. I don't got any beef with you, you know. And so and, but in general, and, and this was huge in No Way Home. Um, the idea that Spider-Man ultimately. Like he, he's many of his villains have some sympathetic backstory like yes. like you know there's a lot of vari- va- variation depending on which version of osborne you're talking about or something like that obviously <laughs> but um but but a lot of them like like are not evil people and and anytime they can you can have like like a, in my opinion anytime you can have a villain where you can like really connect with like what's driving them and you even sort of see that like especially if you can see like they have a point um that's great. And, yeah. and, you know, there was some of that with these, with these characters and, and the way the stories are set up and, and everything's revealed. Um, you know, they, they both in different ways, like, like have a lot of sympathy going for them. And I think the actors did a good job um, in very different ways of portraying that. Um, yeah, I would agree. You know, I mean, I mean, my hope would be, that like he somehow can like you know that that the overall storyline you know somehow like like redeems the conflicts Mm -hmm. um in some way but you know i don't know how realistic that is always but um you know i just finished ted lasso so i have hope that that (laughs) uh on 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 a side note i i I just started watching clips of of ted lasso on youtube and i'm like okay i have to watch this show now because it's just is it good? Yeah, there's there's a fairly infuriating plot line through season two, but but just just work through it. Like the ending was okay. very very nicely done, but yeah, it's it's worth watching the whole. Time. Okay, okay, um, it's it's fun to see. I, I love I love watching actors portray like multiple Marvel characters, and we definitely had that with Haley Steinfeld, and uh, and and Oscar Isaac is also you know he's he's Moon Knight, you know, um, and uh, I don't know I've I, I really I I really enjoy seeing them do another take on another character and i and and it helps when it's a different medium like animation so Mm -hmm. but um but yeah it's it's a lot of fun and then jason schwartzman um you know the only thing i can remember him from uh did you watch scott pilgrim versus the world Mm -hmm. he's he's uh he's g-man he's he's the he's the Mm -hmm. the final ex-boyfriend and so um, it was. It was just fun hearing his voice because I could. I could hear that character um, whenever he was like g- getting more and more manic g- against Miles. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay. I hear the 
I, I hear the the broken up with boyfriend in that uh, in that portrayal right there. Um, I'm gonna go through a few more of these like kind of together. Um, but uh, Issa Rae as uh, Jessica Drew Spider Woman was actually really distinctive and memorable in this one. Um, she's, I mean, you know, you've you've got you've got a you've got a black Jessica Drew who is pregnant and who is primarily riding a motorcycle throughout most of this one, which I thought was really cool. But I also think that her character arc was basically that of kind of like the reluctantly loyal mentor who maybe doesn't want to be and is kind of in in between a rock and a hard place. And I I, I wish we had gotten to see more of her as, as well. There are so many good characters in this film that I'm just like, I would have loved to have seen more of that, but she was, she was a lot of fun to watch and, and listen to. Um, I wish we'd have more of Luna Lauren Velez as, as Miles's mother Rio. I mean, she got some really good scenes with him. Um, but like that relationship is just so core to the movies. And, and I, I feel like we got more emphasis on Miles and his dad on the previous movie and so we're getting a little bit more with his mother here, and I, I really like that and would have liked to have seen more. Um, what did you think of these two actors? Uh, I, again, they were both really good. Um, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that um, it... I don't remember... I'm trying to figure out how to say it and be sure I'm not spoiling it, but, but with Jessica... Um, Drew's character, I'm not sure how much we see of her using her powers because that's that was one thing I was trying to figure out. Like, like did she just have like like because she's got is, is a spoiler? She has a motorcycle. I think you mentioned that. Yes, um, yeah, she does. But uh, I don't know. Is she just like a normal spider person? Does she have like the whole like Spider Woman like like psychic web you know thing going? Like, what's going on with her? Um, because technically she you know my my knowledge of spider woman is is that she would not be an alternate version of spider-man like like she's right. got like her own entire thing going on right um and so like like i and i just don't know how she like ties into everything um and that sort of came in in the first one like in the first one there was the girl and i don't remember her name in the like mech armor um oh penny parker was, huh penny parker was it penny parker yeah, yeah. okay and so, like, I don't remember if she, her backstory had, had her having powers or did she, was she just kind of, like, create a spider suit? Um, uh, so, like, like you know, there's some of them where I'm kind of like, like, oh, they have, like, very divergent Yeah, it's and like we, she had a psychic link to the spider that it, 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 the spider basically ran the mech suit. Oh, is that how it worked? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's um, very weird and convoluted, but it's fun. <laughs> So, so like a lot of them have like kind of kind of very tangential, um, different powers. Oh yeah, power set. Yeah, as a matter of fact. Um, and, uh, so anyway, so so that was interesting, you know. And like I'd say, I, I would be interested to find out. Um, I guess maybe I'm diverging into saying we don't get much of Jessica's backstory in this movie. No, we really um, don't. And uh, I, I definitely would be would love to see some of that explored. Um, I guess not a spoiler to say there will be another movie because the original promo for this did say, you know, across the Spider-Verse part one. So like yeah. I went into it knowing there would be another movie. Yeah. Um, and and, and it, uh, it's, it's, it's also not a spoiler to say th there is definitely a cliffhanger. Like it definitely, yeah. 
ends on a cliffhanger. It sets up another movie. And it, and it I think and and you will be very upset that they didn't like plan this like it's being released next month like <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i was like why do i have to wait until march because that's that's when the that's when the next one is currently scheduled for release is like march next year so yeah um like like it's it's the sort of cliffhanger that's like well now i know what people felt like when empire strikes that came out like i mean it was like yeah. um uh so um, let's see the rest of the cast that I want to talk about were spider people who have fairly like short parts, but they're, they were memorable. Um, first of all, I just want to give a tip of my hat to, uh, Karan Sony as Pavitra Prabhakar, the Spider-Man India. First of all, Spider-Man India might be one of my new favorite Spider-Man. Like I've, I've read the comic the Spider-Man India comic that that character is based on. And if you take a look at the design for that Spider-Man India, it's very basic, okay? The Spider-Man India in this one looks completely different, and I'm just like, dude, this is cool. This is a cool character. And um, the uh, actor who voices him, uh, Karan Sone, the only thing I know him from, he was apparently the cab driver in the Deadpool movies. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, I do remember that guy. And I've seen him in other stuff. But yeah, no, I, yeah. I looked him up, too. I was like, who was that? Yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya uh, is the voice of Hobie Brown, a.k.a. Spider-Punk. And uh, and again, we, we, we've seen him briefly in the trailer, so we know he exists. But oh, my God, great character. And he does a really good job bringing the 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 Cockney anarchist tone mm -hmm. to his character. I love the way that he looked. Um, he 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 looked like faded like concert posters kind of thing, and that that was that was just an, a great look for him. Andy Samberg was Scarlet Spider. Did you know that? I did not realize that. No. That is Andy Samberg basically doing his Brooklyn Nine role, it seems. And then um, Spider Bite. I don't know if you'll remember her. Um, but I, she, I remember her. I did not know her from, I, I assume she's from somewhere in the comics, but I was not familiar with that character. Um, I don't know if she's from the comics. She might, she might be made just for the movie, but her voice actress was Amanda Stenberg. Do you know who she is? Not from the name. No. Okay. Did you see the Hunger Games? The first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's Rue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She okay. was Rue. And so um, it was, it was just like, really cool to 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 find all that out but again these parts you know there's not a lot of development to them some of them are very surface but a couple of them have kind of pivotal moments in in the narrative and i think all of these actors all of these you know i mean andy samberg is, is a comedian obviously but like they did a they did really good with the material that they had and really added a lot of flavor to um, you know, it's it's ostensibly an ensemble movie, but really, I mean, it's it's Miles and Gwen's movie and arguably like maybe his parents and Miguel in the spots like those are probably the big roles right there. But like they they did a wonderful job with what they had. And I was just kind of blown away by just the entire cast of this movie. Um, any, yeah. any thoughts yeah. on them or? I mean, I mean, yeah, no, it was it was really good across the board. Um, 
you know, I feel like I'm just kind of saying the same thing over again. But yeah, it was okay. just great voice acting. It really was. And, um, <laughs> you know, they they do bring really and, and honestly, I would say I would say for the superhero animated genre as a whole um, to speak in, in broad general, like sure. does some phenomenal voice acting. Like, oh, like yeah. There is just a like wealth of talent of voice actors to draw from um for those roles and you know to just really create like, like larger than life you know these these li- literally like gods among men in some cases you know sort of uh characters they they just have some phenomenal people to to pull from you know hopefully they'll be able to work like a nathan fillion or somebody into the next uh, one somehow you know or something but um but yeah there there are uh you know there are just so many good voice actors out um and we had mentioned earlier that uh, I, I i said you know c- kind of give a shout out to Jack Quaid as uh as the Peter Parker from from Gwen's universe. Did you, I heard it when she was speaking and I wasn't sure until afterwards. Do you know who his school counselor was? Were you able to pick up on who that was? The the actress? Yeah. Um I'm for spacing her name, but she's from SNL. Yeah, I actually did recognize like when yeah. she was talking, I recognized her. Yeah, I Rachel saw her Dratch. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I could tell who it was just from her voice. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty like, I was like, is that, is, is that, and I can never remember her first name, but I'm like, Dratch, is that, is that, is that, that, and it, yeah, it totally was. It was great. Okay. Um, let's see, moving on from the cast performances, let's take some time to comment on this movie's visual style and the quality of the animation. Uh, I, for one, was floored by the sheer amount of artistry, love, and innovation that seemed to go into every single frame of the story. Uh, the change of color palettes alone between realities was impressive, but you also had changes in animation styles, uh, mood and tonal shifting, and uh, even shout-outs to various forms of media represented in the characters as well as the settings. It all makes for a dazzling presentation in a movie that also manages to equally elevate its story, characters, and themes. Andrew, how did this movie's visual style and animation choices work for you? Um, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it mirrored the the cool visuals from the first one. Obviously, oh yeah, um, you know they have great uh, artistic approaches to that. Um, the other thing, you know, that they've kind of established, and granted, this was was not the same you know uh line of movies but in you know in um in the doctor strange movie they established different universes look different um you know uh both like you said the color palette you know um physically what the universe is made of you know all these different things (laughs) Uh, and um and uh so so they established that and, and so this is just kind of continuing that like you know some universes have you, you are in like more of a pastel sort of look um and then they also did some stylistic things in certain universes more so than in others where the color scheme of the background would kind of modify based on like the emotional mood of the scene like if it was tense mm-hmm. it would be one color and then like there would be a hug and literally you would see the color like spread out like like watercolors you know across the room and things like that yeah, and, um, and I mean, like, and, again, like, and, it, and it was well placed when they did those kinds of mm-hmm. things too. Like, you noticed it for that reason, and it worked. Yeah. You know, but and yeah. and you know, those are things you could do in an animated movie very easily that you can't do 
you know, as easily in, in another movie. I mean, you know, like Doctor Strange, whenever he got to that, like, destroyed universe at the end, everything's like gray. And, you know, I mean, I mean, the color palette's definitely like modified to to kind of reflect the mood of that universe. But like, it's not like he just like, you know, turned around and, and hugged, um, what's her name, Catherine, and suddenly color exploded out. That right. Right. Work as well in, in a live action one, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for this for this medium, you know, definitely um, I'm I'm in a game design course and um, I just watched a video actually on like creating games and different mediums. And uh, someone was talking about that Marshall McLuhan uh, quote about the medium is the message. And he said, that's not exactly true, but the medium uh, has to support the message. Oh, yeah. And and I think that's, you know, that's the thing is like like they they really made the most of this medium with the different art styles. And and it was really interesting because you ha- and, and you had this in the first one with the like noir detective guy. Um, version of Spider-Man. I don't remember what his name was uh, uh-huh. in Into the uh, it was just um, Spider-Man Noir. Just Spider-Man Noir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know, having different styles like in the same scene with each other, like you said, the punk rock guy, um, you know, in the same scene as uh, as you know the way they were illustrating Miles and Gwen, which was relatively consistent. They kind of did some cool like like um, uh, again, this isn't a spoiler, but uh, Scarlet Spider looks literally like like I mean, they just took him out of the comic book, like, oh, like yeah. as far as like defined um and stuff uh there's a couple of interesting ones they do like the first battle sequence was actually really great in in terms of artistry of of what they were doing with that villain um and things like that so um i i thought it was great you know at times it was it was incredibly busy um So like there are times I'm gonna need to rewatch it oh my to God. follow what all is happening. But that was true of the first one, honestly, yeah. to some degree. Um it's even more true of this one because there are just more like giant fight sequences and chase sequences and, and just things where it's like, okay, I have to focus on like a third of the screen for right. this part of the scene. It's it's just like you, you just you want to have just a pause button with you just so you can be like, okay, I need to stop on this frame. Because what the heck, there was just too much to take in at times, you know? It's just like, whoa, so much color, so many people, so many things. And and yeah, no, um, like, and you could argue that that works against the movie. I mean, I'm going to go see it multiple times anyway, so, but like, I cannot wait to get this movie on streaming or just like a, a home version that I can view just so... I can go pausing and then like getting the playhead to, to, to the frame that I wanted on just so I can be like, okay, did they include that one? Oh my God. They included that, you know, um, just because it, it's, there's just so much going on. There's just so much going on in this movie and it's ridiculous and it's awesome and it's infuriating, but it works for the movie, you know? Um, one thing, and I don't think this is a spoiler, so I'll say it is, um, I did not see any symbiotes anywhere, which I did think was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I, I didn't either. So, Although, and, to be and, fair, uh, the comics, they did their whole, like, they did, like, a whole Venom-verse event. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like, look, I'm not, I, I accept Venom and Carnage as Spider-Man rogues gallery villains, I get it. But I I am not here for for them. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like, I accept that the symbiote is part of Spider-Man lore. I'm not the kind of person that wants to see more, like, symbiote-heavy events. I want to see right. more Spider-Man-heavy events. But yeah, it's 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 worth noting that, yeah, I didn't notice one either. Um, and I, I'm I betting... Mentioned it. Oh, go ahead. I mentioned it to my son, and he said, well, like, Venom's not really a variant, variant of Spider-Man. And I said, yeah, but there are versions of Spider-Man that have symbiote suits. Yes. And then he said, but... but if if I were recruiting a team of Spider-Man from across the universe, I probably would not. <laughs> so that kind of that probably kind of, you know, explains explains that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That That's that's a really good point, too. But I mean, there's also there's also a point in Peter's history when he's just wearing the black suit. It's not a symbiote. It's just the it's just a black suit. You don't see that either, you know. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I get the reasons why they didn't do it. Uh, I understand that. To be clear, yeah. To be clear, that's sort of what I was expecting. I was expecting just to see like a black suited Spider-Man somewhere, and I just didn't see any of them. Yeah, Um, not necessarily Carnage there or anything, but just yeah. Oh man, Carnage Gwen or something. (laughs) So, um, let's uh let's wind down this discussion with some overall impressions and and recommendations for this movie. Now, uh, now obviously. This movie is doing really well. It's making a ton of money. Uh, butts are getting into the seats to to watch it, um, and uh, you know it's it's going to do well. Um, I, you know, I, I I have a lot to say just about the emotional impact this movie had on me. Um, but I would definitely like to hear your perspective first, Andrew. Like, what did you think overall? Just the movie as a whole. Uh, would you recommend other people go see it? Um, you know, just 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 hit me with everything that you want to talk about that we haven't yet. Yeah, well, I do feel since it's like a review of the movie, I guess I guess I feel like I should say something negative other than like it was maybe <laughs> so good visually it overwhelmed me. Um, and I did feel like there's there's a couple of elements about the timeline that's established in the movie mm-hmm. that. I haven't been able to quite get my head around how okay. everything works on the time frame that they've they've sort of established. Um and they they didn't go deep into like timelines, but I'm like has this like whole thing been happening over like like one year like like this is a lot of people and like a you know to get all organized in what you're doing and like you know right um in in the amount of time that I believe you've it indicates at a couple of points that maybe you've had to be doing this. Um and so um but also there could be time travel like like I I again there's just like were a couple of things with the timeline I, I wasn't entirely sure on. Okay. Um all right. You're jumping between universes, it's it's not clear that all the universes are moving at the same speed. There's there's all sorts of ways you could kind of kind of futz with it um, right right uh, i don't know if you mean if uh, i know you mentioned I, I wrote string theory for dummies so it could be a couple <laughs> of time dimensions. you could do all kinds of weird stuff um there are definitely ways you could explain that so it's it's not a huge critical thing it's just like i was kind of trying to to map some things out and uh you know that was that was my only big like plot issue with it okay um and uh but but I mean I don't I again I don't think it's critical I don't even think if they don't resolve it or explain it in some way that it would pose a problem, um, you know I just you know that's like the one thing about the movie afterwards that like I didn't feel quite worked for me. Okay. Um, 
everything else, like I said, you know, like you said, the the emotional things they're doing with the movie and everything. Um, I I with where they left it off, I think there will be some very very big payoffs. Um, some I'm of which not... we can't discuss here because man, do I, I want to. <laughs> Like I have a big, I, I have actually a very big prediction about some way that the the second the next movie will unfold. Okay. Based on, I can say this because actually uh, I can say this part because I know one of the promos had um, a very moving speech from Miguel's mother, or not Miguel's mother, uh, uh, Miles's mother, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is in the movie. And it's it's a very moving speech, and it's it's very like motivational and everything to Miles, and and it kind of you know it essentially kind of gives him permission to like like do what he needs to do without her knowing what she's giving him permission to do, of course, because she doesn't know he's Spider Man. Um, I think that speech will have a very amazing resonance in the next movie, and and pay off big. Um, okay, and I. We'll probably not say more than that because I don't know how to without without spoiling some stuff there. That's fair. That's okay. fair. And I, I I'm I, I will I will be interested. Sorry, I will be interested to see um, just how just how much that's I, I know. I think I know which speech you're talking about, protecting the little boy inside of him, making sure mm-hmm. that he knows. OK, yeah, no, um, I, I I mean, I agree. I, I think I think that that moment was shown in the trailers for a reason. Um, yeah. And, and I think, it, I think, and I can say this again, I think that little boy inside of him, that little, her little boy is going to be in a great deal of, of danger in the next movie. And miles will have to make some very tough decisions. Um, yeah. About, about doing right by, by that boy. And so, yeah, no, I, 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 I think, uh, I think I'm with you on that. And, um, it it's funny because my uh my my coworkers at at the library that I work at they uh you know they they can predict me pretty easily in terms of oh I see a Spider-Man thing I'll give it I'll I'll, I'll give it to Tony you know um or you know if there's a movie like that I'm going to go see it and I you know I don't I don't shut up about these things anyway so um, so it was funny because when I walked into work the next morning after seeing it, like one of my one of my coworkers, I, I she might be here in the chat. Hail to the geeks. Um, asked me, how was it? <laughs> you know, and um, and it's just funny because everyone else, when I got there and they saw me and they heard her ask the question, just kind of looked at me, you know, and uh and and I'm just I'm just gonna say what I said then. I was moved to tears. I I was I was moved to tears by the end of the movie because, um. You know I, I have kind of had a, 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 a I guess a little bit more time to connect with the Miles Morales character because, you know I went back and I I read the comics. I've looked into the history of like what inspired his creation. Um, and and reading those stories, I mean, they are very they are Spider Man stories through and through. Like you, you'll read them and you'll just be like, "This is great! I love it! Give me more!" You know. Um, and so when that character was was brought to the film, 
you know, and he had his moment, like the the moment from the previous film where he he jumps from the building and it, it, it inverts the camera and shows him falling up. You know, he's he's rising. Um, you know, it's it's just you get to see those characters come into their own in a way that you don't get to in the comics. And it it really kind of resonates with you. And this film took a lot of the emotional capital that I already had placed in Miles and his, you know, in, in Gwen and Peter B, you know, and really um, did a lot with it. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to go into spoilers, but, you know, we, we talk about how the, like this sets up a cliffhanger ending. And when you see what happens, you know, you, you, it's, it's kind of like, you know, at least for me, I, I was combating some heartbreak there, you know, but kind of like the Empire Strikes Back, though. Yes, it ends on a cliffhanger, but it also ends on a note of hope that you that that makes you excited. And so, like, it's really hard for me to 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 just put into words how much I loved this movie. Um, and, uh, you, you know, to, to talk briefly just about the podcast for a second Yes, guys, there will eventually be an episode where I do a tier list of all of the Spider-Man movies. So you'll you'll want to be there for that. I don't know when it's going to be, but it will be sometime over the summer. And, um, you know, it, like right now, I feel it's too early for me to even talk about where I would place this. All I know is that um, it had it had a really big effect on me emotionally. Just just the innovations, the casting, the animation, the music. I know we didn't talk much about the music, but the music in this movie was really good as well. Um, just all of it came together in a package that really kind of just, it, it filled up my heart, you know? And so um, I, I think it goes without saying that, yes, I totally recommend you go see this movie, even if you're not a Spider-Man fan. If you just like good storytelling, I don't know that this movie could necessarily stand on its own in the same way that Into the Spider-Verse can stand on its own. But I do feel like it, you know, like it still tells a good story about a kid who is trying to do the best he can with what he's got and trying to be successful despite all of the obstacles that are put in front of him. And I think on some level, we can all identify with that. That can resonate with all of us. And so, yeah, um, you know, go see it. It's really good. <laughs> okay. And um, Andrew, do you have any final things you would like to say before I take us into the outro? Um, well, I actually will say say one other thing because uh, you you and I are of a certain age that you know I don't I don't know how uh, you know like like what um, you know your subscribers uh, but if there are people who like you know Miles is their version of Spider Man oh yeah you know they I I remember I don't remember what year Miles came out um, uh, twenty eleven in the comics was it, was it twenty eleven okay yes. it felt it, oh God, it feels old longer ago than that <laughs> I remember I remember him coming out. And there being a backlash against him. Oh yeah, um, I remember it too. And you know, so to see, you know, here we are over ten years later, and to see a movie which which is him at the center, that's such so phenomenal, like storytelling wise and everything. Um, you know, is and and that's 
you know, I'm sure there's dark, horrible corners of the internet where people are complaining about it. But, um, you know, but like I said, you know, there's just so many places where Peter is given prominence. And I mean, Peter Parker's my Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the Spider-Man yeah. I grew up with. Like, yeah. Like, you know, um, you know, so, I mean, I, I get, I get to some degree of that. Um, but, uh, but I mean, he's just such a good character. Yes. And for the, for this storyline to give him like some prominence and, and everything like it. And, and again, like, like I say, there's probably some dark corners, but, but I'm not seeing anyone or like, like, you know, making a fuss about it or anything. It, it just seems like everyone's just like enjoying that, that it's a good story, you know, with a good character and everything, uh, I think is, is a really good thing to see. Um, again, not that people didn't, didn't like him when he came out, like, like he clearly has, has been a favorite for many years, but, um, it's nice to see some of that transitioning and, and into other forms of media, um, that we're getting some, some more variety in our Spider-Man's. Yeah. And that we're getting just such a good, just just such a good piece of work out of this, you know, like I, I just, um, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always going to be more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, but like my heart still kind of broke for all of my friends who like DC when I saw, um, I think it was, uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, because, you know, I, I want DC comics fans to have this kind of cohesive movie universe that is really successful the same way, the same way Marvel fans have the MCU, you know? And, and, and so like it really, you know, I, I was just like, Oh, come on. You, you know, um, and, and maybe we'll get that with James Gunn taking over the, the DC, uh, movie properties. We'll, we'll see. I, I certainly hope so. And, and I do have high hopes, but, I'm really glad that in coming in making the the transition to film from comics that that Miles has just been treated as lovingly and as well as he has been that we don't have to be like oh why did you do this to this character and so um that really you know that 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 really does my heart well so okay well I believe that brings us to the end of the show If you enjoyed this episode of The Weblon, please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on my YouTube channel, simply named Spidey Librarian. Uh, The Webline is also available on audio services, so when you see us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, or any other such service, please leave us a review and a rating. You can find me on my socials under the name Spidey Librarian on Twitter, Instagram, WordPress, and Twitch. Finally, if you'd like to shoot me an email, you can contact me at spideylibrarian at gmail.com, where I'll be happy to hear your thoughts, rants, and ideas. Who knows? Your email might be featured in an upcoming episode. Andrew, where can you be found if our listeners want to know more about you? Yeah, uh, thanks. You can find me on Twitter at AZJAuthor um, or on Facebook uh, at AZJAuthor. Those are probably the best places to track me down. Um, again, I, I am a, an educator and a science writer, uh, math and science education. 
Um, by all means, you know, track me down, message me or anything. I'm in the process of creating a science game, um, you know, and, and finalizing that and hopefully nice. getting that out some various means at some point in the future. So yeah, um, all sorts of stuff. And, uh, you know, look forward to uh, seeing more episodes of this. I'll definitely click subscribe there so I can see it when you do more episodes. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Thanks. I, I look forward to uh, hearing the spoiler discussion to see, when, <laughs> to see what you guys come up with. You know? Well, um, I, uh, I, I might be putting you a little bit on the spot here, actually. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this, this is the Internet. We can do that. So but, um, you know, I. One of the one of the podcast episodes that I am working on for some time later this year is actually going to be about the science of Spider-Man. And, uh, you know, I don't know, like there'll be some there'll be some uh, physics, but we're also going to be talking chemistry, mechanics, things like that. Would you possibly be interested in joining that discussion when whenever I do have it, even though I don't know when it is yet? Okay. All right. Excellent. Yeah, I, have, I have a few books on the science of comic books around here to reference. Yes. So. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Well, then. I uh, answer on genetics, but I can. I can <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is that is completely fair. So, all right. Well, thank you for being here, Andrew. Uh, be sure to join us next Sunday on the web line, where I'll be doing a character deep dive into the classic. The one Spider-Man who started it all, Peter Parker. So thank you guys for listening. And until the next episode, I'll be wishing you a good day. Bye.